0: This group is on Becoming Happy, Joyous, and Free. My name is Linda, and I'm a compulsive eater and food addict. And um, I'd like to welcome all of you to this meeting. Um, Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Um, Before we get started, um, please make sure that your cell phones are turned off. Um, This session is being recorded, so uh, if there's any... um, shares at the end I'll ask you to come up to the podium here so that we can record your shares and there's also a, a release form so that for you to sign so it can be recorded um, to protect our anonymity please don't photograph or do any audio or visual recording The opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. (coughs) Um, Please remember OA members affiliated with related facilities or other 12-step programs are requested to speak on their recovery in the OA program only. Um, towards the end of my talk, um, we'll circulate an ask it basket uh, in case you have any questions. Um, and I'll do my best to answer them. Okay. <clears throat> so I will share for uh, 25 minutes, followed by questions and answers for five minutes um... followed by open sharing um, and an ask it basket will be passed around so you can go ahead and write your questions down okay um... i've been in program for about two years a little over two years i've been abstinent for um a year and a half and um, when I came into the program I was destitute I uh, was on the verge of being homeless Um, my family was cutting me off Um, and I had nowhere to go I was going into fits of rage And uh, suicidal and deep depression. And I felt my life was over. Um, I weighed 255 pounds. And um, on a five-foot frame, I was pretty heavy. Uh, My ex-husband called me Miss 5 by 5 I was miserable and I had no hope of life. I was basically dying and I did not know how to get out of my rut. Um, I had pretty much just given up on life and was waiting to die. Um, I've been depressed most of my life. Um, When I was a child... I went through some personal experiences that caused me to not trust people, not to trust myself. In fact, I learned at an early age how to abandon myself so that I could survive the abuse that I was suffering. and um, I took that with me through my whole life. I became overweight at about the age six and I remained overweight uh, for the most part through the rest of my life. There was a period of time um, in my early twenties when I wanted to show God that I was serious about surrendering my life to Him. And um, at the time, I believed in water fasts um, to show my absolute seriousness in getting my life under control, um, hoping that it would be under his control. And so over a three-year period of time, I... uh, uh went on many water fasts some of them were one day some of them were three day um <clears throat> i remember a couple that lasted 15 to 17 days and the longest one was uh supposed to be 40 days i um was a failure at that because on day 34, I ate. And so um, I considered myself a great failure at that point. Um, I let myself down. I let my God down. And I was, you know, in my mind, I was not serious about serving God or um, doing what I felt was my purpose in life. Um, over that three-year period, I believe I um, drank only water for about one year total. I got thin, but I was not well. Um, if anything, it added to my mental and emotional anguish and my spiritual anguish as well, Um At the age of sixty and that had an effect on the rest of my life um, I uh, I'm a songwriter sing a songwriter singer and um, my purpose I felt was to write spiritual songs to uplift people and hopefully um, help people connect with God but When I was in my prime of pursuing that, uh, is when I came face to face with my food addictions, and I did not know that that's what I was dealing with. I had no point of reference, um, and I was not. You know, I. I was not enlightened as to what was going on. All I could see is that my weakness was greater than God's strength. Um, And that stayed with me for the rest of my life, Uh, for 40 years. I could not come to terms with my food addiction. And um, as a result, I eventually quit singing. I quit writing. Um, I lost my purpose in life. I lost my connection with God, and I just saw no reason to live. Um, I found a family who helped me after a divorce and um became involved with them um helped raise My adopted grandchildren, uh, which was a real honor, as I had no children of my own. Um, And uh, I just was really wayward in my life. I also went through a period, a long period of time, of trying to identify a higher power that I could connect with. And I felt very unconnected and very lost for many years. Um, When I came into OA, um, I had nowhere else to go. I tried. There was a day that uh, my family said, you either get some help today or you are out tomorrow. And I made almost 20 phone calls that day. I called um, mental health. I called um, counselors. I called churches. I called everybody I could think of to get some help. And for one reason or another, nobody could help me. I didn't have insurance. I didn't have money. I didn't have a car, Um, I didn't have a job, and um, the last resort was calling a person in OA who my doctor had given me the phone number of, and I really did not want to, I was terrified. I had heard about 12-step programs, it was kind of a cliche for me. Uh, I was very judgmental of them, thinking mainly of AA and those people needing that kind of help, you know. Um, I did. I had no concept of what a 12-step 12 st- 12 program was about, but I had no alternative. So um, I called this person. Um, three days later was the meeting. I attended that meeting with a lot of um, pre predisposed um, concepts, I guess is a way to term that, and um, I just felt really uncomfortable. But the speaker at that meeting really hit home with me. Um, She was um, much heavier than I was, which surprised me that she would be allowed to speak if she was so heavy. But her story was very inspiring, and I related to what she said. And that was the beginning of me finding out that there were other people in the world who faced the same issues I was facing. Um, I had buried my issues so deep, I didn't know that half of them were there. But um, I thought, well, this is working. Um, I'll come back next week. And in the meantime, I did lose my home and my family. By the grace of God, I was able to uh, go to a home home of a complete stranger and house sit for her for about three months. Um, We talked on the phone. We met once on the day that I moved in uh, through a mutual friend. And um, I was not homeless after all. Um, I sort of camped out in her home. But it gave me alone time, and that's what I needed. I had time to think. I had time to read. I had time to um, go through the material um, that I had been given through OA and start reading the big book. Um, I. Um, kind of went out of order with the steps and um, found a time when I surrendered my life to a higher power, realizing that I had no idea who or what this higher power was. I had to surrender my concept of God. And that enabled me to believe that God was bigger than me. That enabled me To feel that the God that I had served as diligently as I could when I was in my 20s was maybe a little bit smaller than um, the higher power that I needed in my life. And that was uh, a very scary experience because if this didn't work, nothing would. I had no hope in life. Um, I came into the program in May, and the following October, I felt my life stabilized enough that I could begin my abstinence. Um, That first woman that I heard speak, at the first meeting, uh, became my sponsor. And she was a godsend, is all I can say. She helped me through my confusion and my rages and my disorientation with life. Um, Step by step, she um, um, walked me through... um, getting familiar with the first three steps, and um, was very patient with me, very objective, which I really needed. Um, Having lost my family, um, I was very emotional, and I thought that everybody would judge me. Um, I certainly judged myself, You know, I was probably number one at judging myself. And so, um, when I began my abstinence, um, I did it with a do-or-die approach. This is either going to work or I have nothing to live for. Um, I have maintained that attitude. I am... um, as I said, a year and a half into my abstinence. I have not relapsed. Um, I believe I've slipped once or twice. But my program has given me a new lease on life. Um, Since I started I've lost 95 pounds. I'm still not quite to my goal almost. Um, but I have discovered that though I feel more comfortable in my body, um, more connected to my body, um, and I have more energy, there is so much more to this program than just losing weight, than just getting healthy. Um, there is... this is a place where I have found refuge for my emotional, mental, and spiritual turmoil. And um, by re... I don't even want to say redefining my Mm -hmm. higher power, but by connecting to a new higher power, I was able to um, surrender my life in a new way. And that is where I began finding happiness, joy, um, and freedom. I am, um, you know, I'm realizing it's a lifelong journey, and I'm grateful for that because it gives me a focal point to base my life on. Um, I'm not happy every day, but, you know, my old self before OA, I was happy maybe one or two days a month if I was lucky. Today, I'm happy nearly every day. Once in a great while, there's a day that hits that I'm down But even then, I am able to cope. I don't feel that immense weight of hopelessness or uselessness. Um, I have purpose in life, and I'm still defining what that purpose is.
1: Um,
0: I... um, I'm realizing that life is something that unfolds as I unfold. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, It's such a relief to be discovering life instead of dwelling in death. Um, And... um, There are high points, certainly. Um, This convention is one of them. Uh, Coming and meeting sisters and brothers who I've never met before, and there's an instant connection. And it doesn't matter who they are or what their beliefs are or what we have in common or have different. There is a connection. And it is it brings me so much joy to discover there's so many people that I relate to. Um, And it's a true relating. It's not superficial. It runs deep. Um, It's interesting because um, I was asked to speak at this meeting last night. And um, I had already marked this meeting on my schedule as one I wanted to attend. (laughs) Because I thought, I want to learn about becoming happy, joyous, and free. Um, And when I was asked to be the speaker, I was taken aback. Um, I thought, what could I possibly have to share Um, But on the other hand, I was quite honored, and um, it is an honor to speak here uh, today, and I realized it's all within, you know. I, I have found some peace, but along with that peace comes freedom, along with that peace comes joy and happiness. It is so much fun to live life now because it's an adventure. Um, I don't know what the days are going to bring. And I don't really want to know. It's fun to be surprised. Um, I'm learning what fun is. Um, And sometimes having fun isn't necessarily a joyful thing. It can be routine. Um, playing games with my family. I am, by the way, reconciled with my family. And I'm continuing to raise my grandchildren. Um, And I have my own apartment now, which is a real breakthrough for me. Um, I have not lived on my own for nearly 20 years. Um, And I'm not destitute anymore. There is a fulfillment in my life that I did not have before. Um, OA has become my family. Um, And it's a big family. And I love it. It's just so incredible to be a part of something this um, constructive, this beneficial to so many people. And to connect with people around the world. I've met OA members from other countries, and there's that same connection. Even if we don't speak the same language, there's that connection. Um, The freedom, I am free to discover who I am, what I'm about, and what, my higher power would do with me. That puts service in a whole new context for me. Um, I am uh, still aspiring to write more music and sing it. Um, I've not gotten there yet. But I'm a lot closer to it than I was a year ago, a lot closer than I was two years ago. I've done, you know, I was, I was almost dead there, and I feel more alive now, at 62, than I felt in my prime. Um, I have energy uh, that I didn't know I was capable of having. My mind is still a little slow at times. Um, And, you know, when I first came into the program, I regretted that I waited so long to come here. I was 60 years old. And I thought, why did I waste all those years? But I didn't. Those years gave me the background I need to do what I'm doing now. and i'm here to testify that whatever it is you're going through whatever however low a person's bottom is there is hope there is hope there is a chance to tap into life to start living life vibrantly and to become a brilliant version of yourself. I'm still on that path, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, I think that... Um, I, I cannot think of a better organization or a better way to connect all the parts of myself. Um, OA helps me make sense of life. It helps me make sense of myself and therein is my happiness therein is my joy and therein is my freedom thank you and here's some questions what do you advise sponsees and fellows about becoming happier people. Um, I think um, the key is to get in touch with what's inside. Um, and it's not always an easy thing to do um, because a lot of us practice not getting in touch with our deep inside through most of our lives. It's how we cope. Um, but if um, if we're serious about this program, um, I think, and and we take the steps, you know. <laughs> The key is taking it one step at a time, one day at a time. Uh, To try and go from morbidly obese and destitute to happy and vibrant is just too much to comprehend. Um, But if we take it a step at a time, it's doable, it's possible, and it will happen if we're willing to do the work. Um, I have two years in program but lost my abstinence after one and a half years. What is your uh, abstinence and food plan? Um, I follow a very rigid food plan. Um, I weigh and measure my food. I um, call in my food to my sponsor on a daily basis. And I find that the restrictions on that um, give me parameters to work within, and I need that. I'm not strong enough, me personally, to... Direct my own food program. I've tried it many, many times and I let myself down all the time. But if I have someone telling me, you know, you've got this to choose from and uh, this procedure to follow, um, I'm able to do it. You know, there's boundaries there. And The motivation to stick with something that strict is do or die. I've been to the bottom. I know what it's like. I don't ever want to go there again. I don't know if I would survive if I went there again. And I keep that in mind every day of my life. I remember what it felt like, how horrible it was, how much I hated being me. That is a great motivation for me um maybe it's not the best place to place my emphasis but it works for me i don't want to die i want to come alive i want to see what life has uh what is your abstinence and plan of eating um Personally, I am in the O.A. How program. I've heard them referred to as the uh, food police or the Gestapo or the Nazis. That's it, the Nazis. Um, and I realize that that program is not for everybody, but it is for me. It works. Um, I think that... If we are faltering with our program, we need to reevaluate, maybe try um, other forms uh, if you're in regular o a and you just can't find a plan that's working, try another plan try o a how or try ninety day try different things until you find something that works for you because I'm convinced there's something that works for each and every one of us if we're willing to work toward that, and um, it doesn't matter what it is as long as it works for you. I, you know, in a sense, that's part of finding out who we are. Um, how do you stay happy, joyous, and free when bad things happen to you? How do you maintain hope when things are bad? I have learned to detach. Um, I have learned to look at a bigger picture. Um, Recently, I dealt with um, a death in the family that um, caused me... um, I was asked to support the family with all my time and energy and I reached my breaking point I fell back into my raging but I used that instead of beating myself up and going oh I'm right back where I started and I'm gonna lose my family again and thinking all this negative stuff um, I used my tools to reevaluate And I'm in the process of taking steps to use that situation towards bettering myself. Um, My first reaction was to try and improve them. And that was draining my energy. And I finally realized, I am coming to realize that... um, it's about me. It's about how I work my situations. If I'm feeling bad, if, if bad things are happening to me, they can be stepping stones for me to take my steps on. Um, so anyway, that's... I, I feel like you should finish the questions. If more. Actually, that's all. There were four questions. <laughs> so Thank you. Um, it's time for people to do, uh, be able to come up to do three minute shares. Um, I would remind you that this is being recorded and there is a release sheet here for you to sign so that it can be recorded. Um, but it's open to whoever would like to share.
2: Um, I'm Larissa. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi. I got some pictures I'm passing around. I'm, I'm from Honolulu, so you guys probably don't know me <laughs> unless you went to visit. Um, came into program about four years ago. The last time I binged was February of 2011. Uh, my plan of eating is pretty vague. It's like avoid artificial sweeteners, avoid caffeine and don't eat until your stomach hurts. (laughs) And, um, you know, I came into the program 130-something pounds heavier than I am right now. Um, The pictures I'm passing around, one of them is from almost four years ago, and the other one is from about two years ago. I'm wearing the same outfit in the picture from two years ago, which is exciting because my wardrobe never stayed the same, right? Um, you know, happy, joyous, and free. It's really, really, really not about the weight. Um, My top weight when I came into the program was like 318. Um, In that picture, the uh, older picture, I'm like, I don't know, like 250 or 60 or something like that. And I am happier in that picture than I was at any point in my life before that. You know, and I was just coming off the only crazy diet that I tried that ever worked because all the other diets, I was off of them by breakfast. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like, and, um, the last crazy diet, I lost about 50 pounds, and that was the first time in my life I'd ever done that. The way I did it was I starved myself during the week. I exercised about five hours a day. I lived off of Diet Mountain Dew, and then I binged straight through the weekend. And I still lost weight because I was insane. I was exercise bulimia and you know starving during the week. And my hair was falling out, which is always an indication of good health. You know, like, um, so I, I I recalled really clearly the difference between program and the crazy diet, right? Because I was at that weight, you know, that 250 pounds. That was my top weight before the crazy diet. And, um, you know, I remember how miserable I was. And then I got to 200. And I remember how miserable I was at that weight, too. You know, so it's totally different. Then how program is, like Like I said, that picture from four years ago, that's the happiest I've ever been in my whole entire life until that point. That picture two years ago, that one's the happiest I've ever been in my whole entire life. If I take a picture today, this is the happiest I've ever been in my whole entire life, <laughs> you know. It's been getting better for me every single year. And it's not about what's going on with my body. And... um. Last thought, I, I always like to say, you know, I managed to surrender that hundred whatever, whatever pounds. But that's just an outside indication of the three hundred million pounds of emotional pain and suffering that I managed to surrender, you know, and for me always a process of giving up stuff, like you know, I don't have to carry it anymore. Yeah. And thanks for letting me share an iPad.
1: Hi, my name is Kate, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Thank you so much for your share. I got so much out of that that I'm going to take home and chew on. Um, I've been in program for 26 years, and I've been abstinent for that long. There have been a couple of slips, but, you know, I'm here. Wow. Wow. And that uh, the longevity is not important except to say that today is it. There isn't any other day and to say that this is possible um i I came today for the happy, joyous and free, and I realized I first of all needed to hear the share a lot and secondly, I feel like crying I'm so grateful for this program um, the question about how do you how do you stay absent and how do you remain happy when really hard times hit uh, the person in my family I'm closest to my son stopped talking to me two years ago, and I had no idea there was a problem um, and his wife stopped talking to me and It took two years to get through the denial of that I might have had something to do with it. It took um, probably 18 months to get to being willing to work for around it. But during that time, and, and I'm going quickly past it, I literally hit a suicidal depression. And I'd never, I'd gone through a lot of tough stuff, but I'd never felt that before. I hit that, got appropriate outside help. But bottom line is, I kept working my program, I kept coming to meetings. Stayed in touch with my sponsor, was honest with my sponsors about what was going on, showed up for the things in my life that mattered. I kept working. I grew in my work. That was a big surprise. Continued a primary relationship that had just started. That has bloomed. Continued to do the things that give me joy. Connected with friends, connected with neighbors, went outside. It's really okay when the things get really, really hard to keep loving yourself, to take the actions that are loving. Because even if the feeling's not there, if we take the actions, we stay in recovery. That it is absolutely my number one primary responsibility to take care of me still comes as a great surprise when things get hard. When things are not hard, that's so obviously the natural thing to do. I'm now finishing a fifth step. On my part in the relationship, guess what? Guess who caused the problems? It was me. Will he talk to me again? I don't know. But am I willing to make amends to work towards that with God's help? Yes. Yes. Everything in this program leads to happy, joyous, and free. It doesn't promise that's going to be every moment's experience. But it is the reality of working the steps and being abstinent. Thank you.
3: Kathy, a compulsive overeater hi i've been in the program sure, oh I get more time <laughs> i've been in the program uh, twenty five years, and I first came in the program I six months lost in a crazy way, ninety pounds, and um, realized one day when I started to go to my car get in my car and the curb was too far down, and I went, ooh, I think you're not doing this the right way. And um, had some surgery, came out, started eating. And so I spent the next 10 years waiting for fairy godmother to come along, just sort of hit me with her wand and say, oh, you're abstinent. And, um, but I, and I went to one meeting a week on Sundays, a women's meeting, great meeting, I still go. And um, then, of course, I became unhappy enough to say, okay, clean up your act. And I had a little change in my schedule, and I started going around, and I went meet, meeting shopping, went to lots of different meetings. And uh, my schedule changed again, and uh, I said, oh, you know, I have this whole sponsor you used to go to 7 a.m. meetings, and I'm a real morning person. I'm one of those people who got like a measure and a half of serotonin. I woke up in the morning, and I'm like, ah, the world is wonderful. I've been hated for it. I was once actually kicked out of bed for saying something like, let's go rowing this morning. But, uh, (laughs) and I was laughing when I hit the floor. Um, So I feel very fortunate in that I've always been excited by so many things. I've been practicing I've been a practicing artist for 50 years. Started when I was about 19 in the university. And um, so I've been really fortunate to be able to make things and have tremendous joy from doing that. Frustration, but a lot of joy. And... um, I, I now I go to meetings six days a week and it's just as natural as me is getting, for me as getting out of bed. I don't there's no debating society, there's no what shall I do or where shall I go or anything. It's uh I'm you know up and have my absent breakfast and I'm gone. And I we wish all meals were breakfast because it's always so clear to me what to eat. I know exactly what to do for breakfast. And one of the most helpful things for me is uh, I work with a sponsor who's wonderful, and we spend a lot of time dealing with difficult issues, and we spend a lot of time laughing and just having a plain good time together. And we also also make times to do things together. We went to the yoga show at the uh, Asian, but, you know, when it was on, just before it closed, together. She's a yoga teacher, and she wanted so much to go. We had a great time, and afterwards, an excellent conversation. And I also lean on her for information about how to, how to work with my sponsees because they're the real joy in my program. They are fabulous. Um, they show up. They they don't quit. They keep showing up and when they show up and they go like, "Oh, I didn't I didn't read step 6." And I go like, "You're here. You showed up. That's what counts for me. You I know you will do it. So I'm not concerned about it." And I tar- they have pretty big swings emotionally. And I always say, yeah, you know, just hang in there keep coming back and uh, to really focus on on what brings you joy in your life what is the thing you know I'm lucky I have this thing I love making things and it brings me joy so I I I know how important that is for me and so I try to encourage them I feel like a, a cheerleader in this program thank you
0: I'd like to thank everybody who shared today. Um, We're running a little bit late. Um, Okay. Um, It's now time to close this section. Um, Thank you, everybody, who um, has helped serve in this session. Um, And why don't we go ahead and close with the serenity prayer? And um, again, people who shared, please remember to sign the release form.